Broadcasting from everywhere and nowhere, the Misfit Crew at Southfleet HQ is proud to bring you the Dive Living Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Die Living Podcast. Today we got George and Brooke and Doug, myself. Uh, we're still in Boulder, still enjoying beautiful weather, clear skies, and uh, a little refreshment from East Coast and uh, West Coast summer heat. Brooke, if you say yes, you have to say yes. All right, yeah, you can't record head nods, got There's it. A, yeah, Brooke was like nodding her head, and I was like, yeah. Um, so I think that a uh, big focus for us on this podcast is to kind of like do uh, once around the world on what George is up to in San Diego and what Brooke's up to with a nutrition program and listen to them kind of talk about what they've been planning as we move forward into this new nutrition program that's about to drop. Yeah, so uh, the boss man told me not to talk about what I'm doing. He said, let's keep that under wraps. We're going to go ahead and turn well, this into all about you're doing, Brooke. You're doing many things. <laughs> I am doing many so things. So you don't need to talk about what we you're doing primarily. can't talk about that secret thing that yeah. we're not talking about right now. <laughs> um, no, currently right now, uh, I have a lot of things on the plate that I'm actually working on. Currently writing my first book. Um, just kidding, not writing my first book. I really want to write my first book. What do you think about that, Doug? Um, I think that it would have lots of pictures in it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I'll go to write my book and have Chris VB edit it for me. Um, probably I need Brian to do that. Brian's, okay. Brian's really good at these things. He's okay. been making me look smarter than I am for years. Oh, that's how it's happening, yeah. huh? Like, <laughs> throw a lot of stuff on paper, and then I'm like, Brian, please unfuck this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, it's a good thing that we have editors for all our blogs that we write. Oh, yes. yeah, man. Uh, when we got a professional editor, that really helped a lot, just oh, as yeah. far as like uh, breaking down what we were writing Ooh. into segments so it was like consumable. Oh, I, yeah. I realized like writing 1,500 words in, you know, in a wall of text is not the way that people consume media online. Well, you know what's funny is you have a college degree and Brooke has a college degree and I don't have one. And I think yours and my writing looks about the same. And I'm pretty sure Stuart doesn't think you have a college degree. I'm pretty sure you're just making these things up. <laughs> I right actually now. am right I'm now. Like, I'm like, these are like completely false accusations. <laughs> <laughs> like, orally fool. No, oh, orally <laughs> um, But no, so that, and then I'm currently still writing that hybrid program right now. Like I said, we're, uh, it's a 24-week program, and you know I've already gone in depth about it quite a bit already, so I'm not going to go into the weeds of it. Um, but kind of working on that right now, I'm getting ready to finish up the first four weeks for both the athlete who is an endurance athlete wants to go do like a powerlifting meet and or the powerlifting athlete who wants to go ahead and do a endurance event. Brooke, um, have you developed a nutrition plan for that hybrid um, training plan yet? Or is this, I know that you're doing the, the, the meal plan stuff for right. our current teams and that we're going to vary the caloric or, or the macro intake based on what program people are on kind of by day. Um, I haven't started working on that yet, but it definitely needs to be done because when you're an endurance athlete, especially, you need so many more carbohydrates, especially during exercise. That timing is really important. So. Yeah, that's something I'm playing around with right now, actually. And, uh, you know, uh, as everyone knows so far right now, I'm actually back into my endurance realm of life and I'm now weighing 202 pounds and I've actually lost. Skinny George. Is skinny. skinny George is sexy. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but yeah, so I'm cutting down. I've actually cut down within the past six weeks from 215 down to 202. 
Um, this past three days has actually been a nice little break being out here in Boulder. I really haven't been worrying about nutrition, kind of just eating, kind of stay on the guidelines like Doug called me out on earlier. He was like, you know, it's funny, uh, you know, when I'm trying to follow some kind of macros, I uh, I am very widely with it. Yeah, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. check it out. Uh, this meat is the size of the palm of my hand. I That's a serving. You know yeah. what I mean? George is like... I needed to get 30 grams of carbs in this morning to go with the protein that I was about to consume. And I'm like, huh, right on. Um, but yeah, so I've actually been enjoying that, enjoying that. So this three-day break out here in Boulder with the team has actually been really nice to kind of reset, get back at it starting next week because I'm actually about four weeks out from the triathlon. Um, but kind of talking about nutrition for that athlete going into the endurance realm, you know, I've lived on carbohydrates my whole life. You know, being as, you know, my, my backing. And technically, right. we all have. Yeah, we, right. We all have. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've been I've been blessed to eat all the flour tortillas that my mom was making homemade and my grandma used to make homemade. That sounds amazing. It, it, it really is. It's the reason why I have Are those technically handles. carbs when they're <laughs> soaked in butter? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's a good like question. How much fat is in a, a really good homemade tortilla? Yeah, no. It, I mean. All the fat. All the fat, right? Yeah. Especially when, uh, when mama and grandma are from Mexico and like to use lard to, to help with the masa and everything else like that but uh no so i'm actually testing right now since i'm doing a lot more aerobic work i am actually still doing strength work so i still utilize the carbohydrates for my strength work to help keep the glycogen stores up um but since i'm in a high aerobic state right now i am utilizing fats also so a lot of people kind of understand that hey whenever you're looking into going to a training session for about 60 to 90 minutes you want to stack carbohydrates no fats um, because of the fact that fats slow down the breakdown of carbohydrates. Brooke is the dietitian here, um, so she probably can correct me if I'm wrong, but so far she hasn't, and she's like agreeing with me, so I think I'm on the yes, right track. Yes, the invisible head nods are happening. Yeah, the invisible head nods are happening right now. So, and and just, uh, I will cue you, Brooke, to jump <laughs> in and talk about in more detail stuff, but you can't just be like, yes, yes, that's very important. Yes, my stuff. <laughs> yes, so, Brooke is... Uh, Brooke is probably, you're the youngest member of our team now, aren't you? I think I'm the youngest, yeah, yeah. 27. Don't be shy about that. 27, almost 28. Yeah, yeah. and she's rad. She's an awesome nutritionist, um, and, I mean, she's gone through a lot of, I mean, she's put out a lot of work. Like Every time I come to the office, I'm like, oh, look, there's Brooke working again. How does it make me, you feel? Oh, it makes me feel really bad. Not but we really. already talked about this this week already. Yeah, it's like I don't have a real job. I'm just here to, like, S- jump in with a smile on my face. You're the faceless athlete. Yep. You're the gun bunny. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so, and you could tell my wife that when I've spent like 12 hours a day on the phone talking to people about like relationships with Softly, and I was like, what did you do today? I was like, I, I don't know. You know, like <laughs> oh I called God. Brent the other day and was like, hey, man, we finally secured this like sponsor with like a money relationship and everything. And Brent's like, congratulations, you earned your paycheck for a day. And I was like, <laughs> I was like dude, all day, every day is me like romancing <laughs> these people, trying to like build relationships, and not all of them, you know, like not all of them are home run. And uh, sometimes I just get a base hit and hope the next guy can clean but it up. You know what, dude? I wouldn't have no one else to be in that position but you. You're actually very good with that. You really are. Oh God, <laughs> these mutual hand jobs are getting real. <laughs> <ready. laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apple polishers all around. Oh God. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I honestly would like for you guys to talk a little bit more about like how Brooke is kind of dovetailing the nutrition program into what we're programming athletically. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. You have some thoughts on that, Brooke? Like what what got you where you are? Because I know you have at least two finished products now, right? Like you're ready to meal plan wise. We've got week one ready to go, um, and we've got kind of the back end of 
figuring out the numbers of how it's going to roll. So okay. like all the big things are done. Now it's the fun part. Now it's the recipe design to meet the macros. It's the food photography. It's uh, all that fun stuff. So what went into the backside? Like how are you, like how are you structuring this? So like, cause I, a lot of our athletes, I would say that there's like, I'm not going to make numbers, but there's a fairly even representation amongst people that are following the softly programming people that have no idea and have just kind of eaten what's in front of them like the if it fits in your mouth type thing and then um you have the other side of people that like have a general understanding of like macros or some sort of like dieting nutrition but they want something that's you know like more specifically designed for them which is what our nutrition program will be how are you bridging the gap between those like people what did you put on paper honestly it's a really good blend because the recipes aren't super complicated you don't want to spend some people might want to spend 30 45 minutes in the kitchen but it's not realistic for a lot of people so the way this works is that your recipe should take like 15 minutes tops anything plus that is just cooking time and the macros and everything are all laid out so you know exactly what you're getting each day each meal each snack post-workout snack um, and then it also gives you the flexibility like you're saying if you do know how to prepare your own food do your own thing you still have all this available to you so you know your goals if you don't want to follow the specific recipes right on so uh how are you breaking up the macro percentages i mean obviously you're going to have different levels of athletes, right? Right. So how are you breaking the numbers up and why? So the way the numbers are broken down, the big part is your goals. So you're going to kind of go through this onboarding process where it's like your height, your weight, we want to know your stats. And then it's going to ask you about your goals and that's where it really starts to break it down. So let's say um, my goal is to gain muscle. My calorie goal is going to go up and then you're going to have a different macro percentage versus if someone's like trying to lean out you're usually going to see like a lower carbohydrate, higher fat, higher protein. So yeah, what are those balances? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. So kind real of the numbers, moderate, Brooke, real numbers. <laughs> the moderate kind of performance, like maintaining, maximizing performance range, is around twenty five, forty five, thirty. I think I did that right. So it's the so proteins thirty five. So proteins twenty five. Oh, proteins twenty five. Carbohydrates forty five. Fats is going to be 30. thirty. Cool. I feel like fats are the most underrated macronutrient, but it's super important if you want to maintain like this yeah. these hormone balances, especially that you're going to see when you're putting your body under that kind of stress. Well, and that goes back to what I was trying to talk about before. I was really interrupted by Douglas across <laughs> the way over there. Is currently right. You love you too, buddy. Currently right now with all the endurance work that I'm doing, I'm, and still maintaining strength. Um, Everyone that doesn't know my background before I got into the or when I was in Marine Corps was endurance work. Then I became CrossFitter and then I became a weightlifter. And now I'm back to just being overall just fit. Um, now to lose the weight and I still want to keep my strength and be able to still run sub seven minute miles, still be able to swim, bike, do all that cool stuff. And it's actually going that route right now. Um, and my carbohydrate intake right now is at 250 grams. My fats at 103 and my proteins are at 225 right now. Um, and the reason why my proteins are higher is because I want to keep my hormone levels up and still keep the energy along yeah. with the fats because of my and because you like dense poops. I do like dense <laughs> poops. Um, <laughs> along with along with a gallon of water a day plus six cups of coffee also. Um, but no, so going into using the fats for example is, you know, when I'm doing endurance work or aerobic work for that day, I actually stack in about. I'm going to use percentages here, so 100% for that meal. I'm going to utilize about 25% uh, or about 30% of protein 
for that meal prior to training, which is about an hour and a half prior. And then I go ahead and put about 40% um, carbohydrates and the other is about 30% fats. Is that right? So it's 30, 30. Yep, that's, that equals uh, 30, 60. Yeah, it equals 100. So I'm actually putting a little bit more fats prior to going into training. Mm-hmm. Since I'm set in now in such a high aerobic state that I'm actually utilizing fats now to burn, um, keeps, my, keeps my energy levels going on. And I'm actually still just as, not as strong as I was when I was just weightlifting, but I am, I just recently just snatched, uh, you know, 20 pounds under my one rep max, um, back squatting pretty decently well right now, but I'm still now running and biking and swimming very decently well with losing weight with this higher fats going into training. Which kind of brings up an interesting point, right? So like you're clearly not working your macro balances the same way that we've had, like that Brooke has chosen to do macro balances for our template athletes. Well, that was for a meal, but if you think about it, I'm actually following the same exact thing that she's going to be doing for an athlete who's going to be leaning out. Perfect. Um, that's yeah. exactly what it's going with. I was just talking about that one meal. Yeah, yeah. Is if I broke it down for so looking not looking at thirteen thousand feet, looking at it at thirteen hundred feet. Yep. That meal that prior to training is kind of how I break it down, but throughout the whole day, uh, my my template of following my macros is the same way we're going to be utilizing it for the soft lead program um, when we're trying to lean an athlete out. And that again. That's what we're here for, right? I mean, that's one thing that we harp with the company a lot is like, hey, we're actually f- practicing what we preach, and we are actually walking testaments of what our programming is. Well, I know that like uh, one of our our softlete super friends was recently asking what programming the softlete athletes were on because he hadn't seen them on the leaderboards, and I'm like, I was laughing to myself. I was like, well, obviously he hasn't been over on the strength team because I've been underwhelming people with my numbers for you know the last <laughs> year over there. Um, but I know like since you're trying to work out for a try right now, like who's doing your programming? So right now I'm having, uh, one of, so the coach who's helped write my program right now, I've actually known him since I was 13 years old. Yeah. And I I think it's worth noting that like wild George is writing Torah as we speak, like he's, he's doing, yeah. And the CrossFit competitive athlete program. And, um, it's worth noting that, we're not following our own programming because we know the dangers of following our own programming. And so, you know, I'm currently on the program I'm writing because I wanted to validate some of the things we were doing in the process. And it's painful. Like there are days where I'm like, dude, I don't know why I wrote this down. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Well, it's the same thing. So that's what it goes into, right? So we're saying like, Hey, I'm actually a lot of the stuff that I have actually done is actually being utilized in the same mythology and philosophy of what I'm writing for the stamina strength. Well, I think it's, it's also worth noting that a lot of our customers, like especially people who are listening, <clears throat> want to be tactical athletes. That's why they're gravitating towards softweight. It's why we've broken up strength and stamina as separate programs, but they're both strength biased, yeah. obviously, right? Well, I, that's see, I, I can't say that's, and that's one thing I love about our company is right, is we can sit here and have this conversation. And disagree to agree. Yeah. Um, fully, right? So one thing I look at, like the stamina team, and I harp on this all the time, everyone's like, well, what is the stamina team different? How does it differ from the strength team? Well, realistically, the goal with the stamina team is to help increase an aerobic base of, of endurance, increase work capacity, along with still maintaining some kind of strength balance. And the things that I'm getting into right now, since I've actually dig deeper into aerobic training, is utilizing a cycle of aerobic base training while maintaining strength still and then go over into a strength program and see how well that aerobic base um work that i did to increase my work increase your strength capacity too yes right? because again yep to go on to the science behind it a little bit of in depth for the, for the listeners is 
if I can improve O2 and blood cells in my body, I'm going to be able to con- uh, be able to work longer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to sustain under the bar better. I'm going to be able to recover faster. So what I'm pretty much doing right now in this in this tri- in this this block of, of a 12 week cycle getting ready for this triathlon, maintaining strength, um, is doing that right because after this triathlon, the goal is to try and increase my strength again, and still try and maintain my aerobic capacity. Which is, I mean, like it's very possible. The issue I think is to say that. When people see stamina, they immediately think that they're not going to be lifting weights. Yeah. They're no, used to running. Wrong. They're used to riding a bike. They're used to swimming. Yeah. And you're, we at Softweet are programming strength-biased endurance programming. Yeah, like, so like if you want to think about it, right? So like if we put it again to a percentage, right, 100%, um, we'll say 75% is base aerobic work. Our just energy system protocol work. Yep, yep, yep. Along with strength protocol work, twenty five percent strength protocol work, and we can even go to sixty five percent and go that way. Yep. And then strength program is vice versa, right? And the cool thing about that we talked about last yesterday about our meetings. I'm getting ready to write the next strength program, and the goal with this next strength program is to increase strength across the board, along with while along with slowly increasing and dosing them with aerobic work through proper energy systems of the aerobic energy system aspect of things because of the fact that I want to see them hit these huge numbers and recover properly but still be able to come be, come off that strength program and go over to the stamina. Most people aren't used to being on a periodized program anyway. So like or fact, some kind of thoughtful process yeah. and they understand what it is. So you see guys pretty routinely in the softweight program like and I guess this is the original point I was trying to make is that you see guys in the softweight program hitting PRs and strength and in their stamina numbers regardless of which team they're on because they're not used to being on like a thought out exercise program. But when people who are doing those teams are like, well, you know, we're trying to program for a general functional fitness, like tactical athlete, yeah. someone with low, low injuries, um, high middle output, <laughs> not yeah. high performer output. Right. Well, and that's what we talk about. Right. If you look but a at lot it, of our a lot of our soft lead athletes, they're not on those particular programs yep. because they're not geared towards their specific sport. And we're like sponsoring people who are living specific sport yep. lifestyles. So, like, if I was to put, like, Chris Way on the strength team and put him on, like, a hypertrophic st- cycle it's gonna, it's gonna that gonna made my, him gain weight. and It's going to hurt him his running, uh, right? His running and his climbing are both going to suffer. Yeah. So, like, we have to – a lot of the time these guys are on programs that are geared more towards their what – sport. Yeah, their sport is so that, you know, what they're doing to live – you know, to die living, as, yeah, <laughs> as you know, is a little different than what – our actual customers want yeah or even the coaches right like yeah because as as coaches we did it for instance on monday we did uh we did a program from the stamina cycle week six right and everyone in there was like oh my god it was like a every four minutes for five sets row 300 cal uh, 300 meters 300 calories holy shit no yeah row 300 meters into den dumbbell power clean and jerks into 15 burpees yeah it was it was gross yeah yeah and like (laughs) it was a good one it was a proper dosing there for the aerobic power output giving you at least a minute and a half of rest right so now we're looking at a shorter rest period now now we're getting into an anaerobic type style because you're not really hitting full recovery you're barely you're hitting your threshold this, this is all this is all pre- predicated on with us doing this at 200 at feet 200, above sea level yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to 6500 where we were all like <gasps> yeah. but the cool but so we're gonna put a disclaimer out there we're not saying that our 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 soft lead athletes are not doing our program because there's some athletes no, who some are, yeah, and they're doing absolutely. it but again at the time when it comes into their season 
they got to be sports specific and do what is going to make them that much better at their sport. Now, when they're following our programming in off season, it's just a GPP type style of training to help them become more resilient to their sport, become more functional, become more mobile and flexible for what they need to do, increase work capacity across that whole time domain. So when it's time to get into season, we have helped them with injury prevention. We have helped increase their climbing, whatever their proprioception, whatever, everything, yeah. right? So that's the cool part about it. But this, let's go ahead and kind of get away from this now and kind of like go back to Brooke because this podcast has been a lot. Is the goal is to kind of inform everyone with what's coming down with the nutrition program and how we're going to be adding it to the app and how athletes can sign up and go through if they can pick if they want to lean out, they want to maintain, they want to gain weight. Right, like if you want to, are a performance athlete, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think with that being said, that's going to be bringing a whole new market for us because these guys now are not going to have to worry about what to eat. It's What's just a one stop shop, man. Just a one stop right, shop, right? Exactly. Now they're going to be able to get there. And we have someone who is very knowledgeable, has a degree in it, understands it, and you know, is very very understanding, very open to what and how we do things. I mean, she was. I remember when I first met Brooke, she was very open to hearing what. I had to say and what Doug had to say, what everyone had to say, especially with a background of nutrition that I do have myself plus practicing and then reading it. And again, I'm not going to go and like, oh, I read all these books because you know what? Anybody can read books. But if you're not putting it into practice, experimenting and researching and then implementing it, you're doing it wrong. And I said those backwards, right? You, you, you want to research. Yeah, yeah. But you covered it all. But I covered them all and everyone knows where I'm going with right. that, right? That's how you, know, you need to research it. You know, observe it, experiment with it, and then once you experiment, you can go and implement it exactly how we want to look at it. And that's something that we've been doing here with Softlead. And I think having Brooke come on for this nutrition program and have her write every single meal plan and give this to the tactical athlete or whoever wants to follow it is going to make their life that much better. Um, I know I was playing devil's advocate yesterday because that's just what I do, which is kind of how you continue making people think. Um, I was like, well, what about the athletes who want to keep it as simple as possible? And she had an answer for me right away. She's like, well, they don't got to follow the meal plans, they can follow their macros that are there, right? Because we right. talked about that. So kind of go a little bit more in depth on how you have, because we already know, you, you know, you've already, num- the numbers are coming out, you know, you're right. utilizing 1.2 to 1.5, all those great numbers for protein, carbs, and fats, um, per body weight, and all those good things. But what I want to kind of get into depth is kind of what is going to make our our softly nutrition program different from other nutrition programs out there for the tactical athlete. Right. So I want to start by saying that, like, I obviously don't have a military background. I, you know, went like academic route. I worked in hospitals. I worked at a university. Um, I did work with athletes. They were college athletes. So it's really valuable that I can talk to y'all about stuff because I want to know your perspective of like, what's your life like? What's realistic for you? What's something that, you know, you would do? So that's why I love the conversations that we all have. Um, And that definitely shaped how this goes. But the practical application is that every day you've got three meals and two snacks. And the reason for that is you want to have the nutrients timed out and not just three meals a day when you're an athlete. And a lot of the times you need a lot of food and you don't want to sit down and eat, you know, 50 grams of protein, you know, or some cases it would be like 70 grams of protein, right? And your body can't even absorb all that. So if you need all that every day, we want to break that up. So you're really actually absorbing all those nutrients you need. So the way right now it's written is very much like an elaborate kind, not really elaborate, but if you want to have really good meals on, so your dinner, let's say like for your dinner, 
if your meat is a pork chop. For lunch the next day, your meat is a pork chop. So there's that connection of, oh, hey, I can prep my lunch while I'm doing my dinner and I don't have to worry about it. So that could be, to some people, kind of like complicated, too much and elaborate, right? So we are going to put in an option to do like a meal prep multiplier. So let's say you're looking at this menu and you're like, dang, this all looks good. But realistically, I have to be at the firehouse for three days this week and there's no way I'm going to be able to prep all these meals. So you can pick a recipe and just multiply it out. So you're like, I want to make this for lunch every day. This looks freaking delicious. So you just multiply that out, put in how many meals you want, and then there you go. So it's going to be really user-friendly and the fact that we want you to be able to get what you want out of it. If you're someone who's like, hey, I just wanted to fit my macros. I like my regular foods. I don't want to really try new recipes. Totally cool. It's going to tell you how many macros you need at each meal as your goal, post-workout snack as your goal. So for someone who's brand new coming onto the nutrition program, right, who's never really had a diet plan, who's never really followed macros, you know, what is what is the first step for these guys to really kind of get into the, the routine of thing? You know, do you look at it as calorie balance first? Do you look at it food uh, composition first? Do you look at, you know, timing or nutritional timing? Like how do you how would you look to, you know, give the users that are going to be coming onto this first at all um, to kind of look at it as, you know, I have my methods and I want, you know, what are your methods behind really how to approach um, the tactical athlete or the athlete in general to help get them into a proper routine for everything? I would say we, we're going to break it down so that you know pretty much when you should be eating these meals, right? So where it varies is going to be your post-workout. So if you like to work out in the mornings, you just want to make sure that you adjust your meals and, and you're, you're getting that post-workout in. calorie balance in when it's needed. Right. Okay, cool. Because after you work out, we want a snack that's a little less in fat, so you're absorbing the protein and carbohydrates, and the carbohydrates are going to be a little higher than they would at your other snacks. So we're just trying to make sure that it's user-friendly, like if you want to work out at 6 a.m., if you want to work out at 6 p.m., whatever works for you. So that's kind of how that fits in. But I'm, like my personal philosophy that I feel like I'm kind of bringing to this is I'm a big believer in balance and making it practical. Perfect. I don't want to give you something that you're like, this is super unrealistic and this isn't going to work and this is too much work. So we want to make it where you can scale it to, if you love to cook and you want to you know, have at it, go for it. But if you want to simplify it and kind of baby steps and do a more meal prep approach, totally doable. That's awesome. I, I think that's a great approach to do for any athlete who's followed nutrition, um, who hasn't even followed nutrition. I think that's that was the goal with this, right, is be as simple as possible. I know one thing that I've learned, you know, over the times, and especially I learned it a lot when I was an instructor at the schoolhouse at basic reconnaissance course, was we had to teach these guys so much in a short uh, a period of time that we couldn't, like, we can shotgun them. We can shotgun them like a fire hose, and these guys would just be like, boom, and just be like, oh, shit, what was that? And it really came down to really skimming it down and being as, as, as understanding that simplicity is key. And if you want to build some kind of new habit or new routine, keeping it as simple as possible is what's going to lead them to the right way. Um, we've had really amazing talks this weekend about habits, craves, between cravings, between addictions. Um, and understanding that and understand that too. Like, yeah, this nutrition, that's another thing I want to talk about too, is like this nutrition program is not going to be your life. Right. Like we heard me talk about it already. Like, hey, there's a balance with all of this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for instance, I've been I've been on a nutrition program and like I'm not saying I don't do a nutrition program when I'm not training for something. <laughs> I'm literally laughing at you right now because yeah. you're like one of the more adherent 
yeah. dudes the nutrition in almost every capacity. Like, well, I'm not really training, but I'm just kind of you know eating yeah. 32 grams of protein right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, well, the reason I say the reason is because I'm in season right now, training for something, right? But if I'm not training for something and I'm just training for life. I'm going to keep a balance there. Right. And I feel like a lot of people get stuck in this realm of I need a diet. No, it's not a fucking diet, bro, or, or woman. Yes. It's not a diet. It's yes. a lifestyle. All right. It's a lifestyle to create longevity for you, your family, your kids. So you're able to live into your 90, 95 years old. Like we had a talk last night with, uh, with I'm not going to say his name, with one of Doug's friends last night um, at dinner. And he was talking about how, you know, he really doesn't have the motivation to work out. And he really doesn't like to eat healthy. He doesn't really care about it. You know, he wants to do it. But he's, he a, even, he's an active outdoorsy dude who's skinny. So, like, what's the payoff, right? Yeah. Because we're all, all anybody really cares about is how they look naked. Yeah. And, but the thing is, though, is he's like, <laughs> I know, he goes, I know I want to work out more so I can become better at being outdoors. And I was like, there's your problem. It's like, you want to work out more. It's like, you, you're not utilizing it as I need to work out. I need to eat better. Right. So it's like one of those ideas of understanding, like being able to switch the mindset, being like, all right, cool. I need to eat this clean because I'm getting ready to train for this competition and I'm training for a deployment, getting ready to come up. I need to eat this way instead of using I want. Right. So it's like understand I need to eat this way for longevity, for lifestyle, not I want to eat this way because it's a diet and it's going to make me look better. Like anybody can utilize that. And that's not going to last very long at all. So if I can make sure that we can get into the mindset and change the psyche of the athlete or that human being to be able to like, look. You're eating for a lifestyle, so you're actually living longer. So, cool. I ate super clean today. I just added an extra day to my life. Literally. I just added an extra day to my life. And if you can think about that, at the end of the day, like you're like, oh, wow, okay, cool. Like I can afford to have a, a, a shitty cheat meal that's amazing of pizza and burritos and <laughs> cheeseburgers. Um, but that's kind of what I want to talk about. And, you know, the opinions of George do not mirror that of management. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, it's just how my mind thinks, right? Um, but going back to the nutrition aspect of it all, you know, what are some of the me- uh, some of the foods that we're going to be bringing onto this food list? Because we did talk about a food list, and you know, like I the grocery l- list, yeah, the grocery yeah, list. Yeah. And yeah, I like. I was like, so how are we going to do the groceries list? And you're actually saying we're going to actually going to work from the, you said the outside in. Or that's like my favorite rule is when you're in the grocery store, you want to shop the outside edges because that's where your produce is, your protein foods, and that good stuff. And in the middle, it's something that's in a box or a bag that's got additives to make it sit on a shelf, right? So you don't really want a lot of that stuff. So on this list, there is like a canned goods thing, and it's things like maybe peanut butter, canned yellow corn. But we want that to be like super, super minimal, like maybe, you know, five to eight things or something the rest of your grocery list like the overwhelming majority needs to be produce fresh foods um if you're somebody who for convenience it's like nah i really don't want to cook broccoli fresh frozen is actually a really good way to go because they freeze it yeah they freeze them when they're at like their max nutritional value and so they put them in a bag they freeze them and then you cook them and you're still getting you know a fairly good product so you know nothing you know frozen foods if you're gonna do it um canned foods like the really big thing there, and I think we're going to do like a grocery store tour video blog. I really hope that happens um, to kind of like help people go through and be like, this is how you navigate a grocery store so because we, it can be overwhelming. If we do this, can we have Doug in the unicorn onesies while he shops in the re- in the, in the people store? are going to be this forced is a to great idea. watch me eat all the samples. <laughs> <laughs> Costco. Yeah. Is there Costco? Is there Costco's in the East Coast? Yep. I think so. Yeah. Sam's Clubs. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Both of the above. 
I love Costco. Yeah. Especially on Sundays. Especially when you're trying to portion your food. It's great when you buy 500 pounds at a time, right? (laughs) (laughs) The bulk savings. But no, I, I, you know, this, this podcast was a quick podcast, kind of jump on and kind of get the ideas behind Brooke of what she's going to be bringing on for the nutrition program and how it's set up. Um, we're not going to drop a date yet because of the fact that there's some still works being made. Um, but like I said, I think it's, it's close. Be, it's very close. We're really close. It's like the tip just getting there. Like inter- internally, close. internally, we have we've passed the our cutoff time, but we're we're good. Yeah, no, we're looking good. I'm yeah. excited about it. I'm exact, actually really stoked to see this come out and actually start helping. And that's the not the only room. thing we're adding too. We're gonna have team internal uh, mobility stuff. So oh, that's right. Yeah, we we're, actually we're, have a we're essentially we're gonna at least I mean we're gonna triple the utility of a subscription to. Any soft lead team. Yeah. In so short order. I, I think that's going to be a great thing, right? We talk about movement quality and movement variability is a huge thing for the tactical athlete um, in general and bringing on this movement program that's going to be to where you can actually do it on your own. We already put it into the programming already with down regulation breathing and movement work after your training session, but this is going to be something you can do either after your training session, training session, or before you go to bed. Yep. Um, which I think is a great thing for a lot of people. It's going to help down regulate the tactical athlete who's living at that 10, 24 7 and actually bring them down to a three, let them go to bed, sleep, and, and sleep better again. You know, we talk about it all the time. You know, we're, we're looking here to enable the tactical athlete to the best of the, our ability, and that's what we're continuing doing right now. Um, so I'm super stoked to have Brooke on the team. Yes. Um, Thanks. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. yeah I, I was like, when we were riding bikes yesterday, <laughs> I was like, it's like, Brooke, think about it. You could be in a hospital right now. No kidding. Right. <laughs> Administering <laughs> dietetic we advice to uh, diabetics. So, you know, and he, she's like, I know. So, <laughs> so let's talk a little about Brooke's background real quick. Cause Brooke actually is, is not just someone who sat in a classroom and, um, just studied and worked in hospitals, you know, Brooke actually lives the lifestyle of die living also. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. You did it. You were a part of the triathlon team in college, correct? Virginia Tech. Yeah. Yeah. You were part of the triathlon team in, in Virginia for Tech a year, yeah. for a year. You're a, a professional swimmer, not professional swimmer. You're a, you're a swimmer for how long? Well, I grew up swimming. Like I, I think honestly from like four on. And so I was on usually a couple teams a year. I would do travel teams. I would do like varsity teams and I would do different things. So you're actually a fish in the water then. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. We're doing all this fun, like, outdoor land stuff. I was like, I am super uncoordinated on land. I'm probably going to injure myself. Put me in the water, water sport. I'm good to go. But that's how I got into triathlons because um, when I did go back and go to college and do undergrad eventually, I was like, I really want to get back into this, you know, active lifestyle and find, like, a team sport. And I think there's, like, also something to be said about camaraderie and things and meet people. So I started doing triathlons and if you're a strong swimmer in triathlons, it's really great because it puts you out ahead of the pack. You're good to go. Wasn't and then I, I would, you know, talking about how get I'm lapped a weak on the bike swimmer. and stuff. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, I'm just going to weak swim. Brooke was like rolling her eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta go all in on that swim. You'll thank yourself later for sure. So were you doing sprints or were you doing Olympic distance? Sprints. Okay. And even when I was a competitive swimmer, I was mostly sprints. Nice. Every now and then, our, our coaches would like force us to do distance. Just so you because. you enjoy the pain cave of, of sprint triathlons, then? I do. Man, that's awesome. It it blows my mind because like when I signed up for the triathlon for the sprint, I was like, oh, I'm gonna be able to run it like 80 percent through this whole thing and still do pretty good. And then I ended up starting watching uh, triathlon sh- uh, races on on the internet because right now they have this series going on for the season of like 12 of them. And they're going and they're sprints. And these dudes are swimming like 750 meters in like eight minutes 
and then their bike, their like their 16, 17 mile bike, or they're taking like 40 minutes. And then they're running three miles in less than 15 minutes. Like these dudes they're are animals. holding 430 to 445. I mean, and these are four minutes and 445 like miles. And these dudes are like after the swim and after the run. And I'm just like, I, 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 these guys weigh 165 pounds. They're going to be weighing, there's no, like, I want to be able to do that weighing 195. That'd be awesome. Yes. Right. And also very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, cool. Um, I think that wraps up the podcast for today. So, guys, keep your eye out for the nutrition program coming up um, that we're going to be dropping on the Soft Lead app soon. Um, we're not going to give a date, like I said, again, but it's coming soon, though, very soon. And they're going to post some recipes and, like, teasers and pictures so you know what you get to look forward to. Sweet. Looking forward to it. Doug, do you have anything else to say? No, this was a wonderful experience. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you. <laughs>